The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you stuck in a health routine and don't know how to get out of it? Is keeping the weight off and living healthy a challenge? Welcome to I Don't Want to Be Fat. Your host is Marcus Aurelius. Take an hour right now and learn how to improve what you eat, how you exercise, and your everyday lifestyle. You'll look better, and more importantly, you'll feel better. Now, here is Marcus Aurelius. Hey, good morning, America. How are you doing today? This is Marcus from uh, I Don't Want to Be Fat uh, on the Health and Wellness Channel. Uh, last week, if you remember, I was talking about perspectives. I was talking about your attitude and how it affects your uh, attendance at the gym and who you are and what you are. Well, as you probably noticed last week, I made a few little errors, a few mistakes, pushed the wrong buttons. My nerves were jittery <laughs> because I entered into something new, something I'd never done before. Now, I'm a really, really good trainer, but I was outside of my understanding and outside of the limits of what I'm used to. You see, I deal with people every day on a personal level. I get in their face. They talk to me. We share stories. We share who we are. And through those conversations, I learn to listen to their needs and their wants and what they desire and how to help them attain their goals. That's what I am. That's what I do. That's what a personal trainer is about. This show today is about personal trainers, and I really want to encourage you about training. It is probably the most important decision that you'll ever make in your life. Now, trainers, though, are human beings, and you need to learn how to talk to them. You need to um, relate to the person that's training you. If you can't do that, then you've got the wrong trainer. It doesn't mean that you don't need a trainer. It means that you need someone that you can talk to. You know... On a, the thing with training is that it's such a personal issue. You have to deal with things about yourself you don't like. You have to deal with things about yourself other people don't like. And it affects every area of your life. Like if you're married, for instance, and you've got kids, and you can't come to the gym because, you're gonna, you, know, because you haven't got time. You know, these are all important situations. Or you get called into work and you can't work out. It puts you behind your schedule. The thing is, is the fact that then it comes down to a choice. And if you have to make choices about going to the gym and working out, eh, it's not so good. Because there's always going to be something to get in the way of what you're going to do. Now, last week I talked to you again about perspectives. I want to keep encouraging you about your perspective because it's so important. Now, I also want to talk to you about what a trainer does and who I am and what I do. You know, my goal is to be your trainer, America. I want to be here for you. You may have a trainer. That's great. You may not have a trainer. That's good too. But what I want to be there is that if you have questions or you need advice on things that you don't understand about your training, then you can talk to me about it. You can talk to me on the show. In fact, you can talk to me now. My telephone number is one 472 
5792. If the story's a little bit more personal and you'd rather talk to me online, then you can do so on my email address, which is Marcus underscore Aurelius, A-U-R-E-L-I-U-S, at live.com. Please, I really want to encourage you. I'm there for my people. I want to be there for you. I want to be your trainer. I want to encourage you to ask me questions. Now, there may be, on the off chance, something I don't know what you're talking about or I don't understand. But because I'm experienced in this field, I know where to get the answers. Now, I want to bring up two good books that I've found that have really worked for me and have been a basis of a lot of what I believe in. One of these books, they're to, because, you know, be honest with you, we are bombarded every day by books and, you know, this book for dummies, this book for dummies, this book is the greatest book I've had for working out. You know, they're all very good books, but you need a book that can reach you at your level. The biggest trouble with working out from a book is it doesn't teach you form, it doesn't teach you technique, and the biggest trouble with getting older is, is that your weight becomes your strength, and that means momentum. So I, I deal with this all the time. I get people come to me and say, I don't need to work out because I'm working all the time. I'm up and I'm down. I do this. I do that. I lay bricks. I build houses. I, you know, all types of excuses. But the thing is, is that they're usually overweight and they don't understand why because they work so hard. Well, the trouble is, as we get older, as I said, we get heavier. When we get heavier, we tend to use our weight more than our strength to aid us in what we do. Usually when I make people work out, I make them move so slowly because in making them move slowly, it means they have to use their strength. You know, when you're losing weight, you don't want to be a Toyota Prius. You want to be a big V12 truck, Mack truck, you know, because you want to burn as much energy or as many calories as you possibly can. And you can't do that if you're using your momentum to move you around, to, to make you do everything that you want to do. You don't want to do that, okay? So, now, for me to be your trainer, you have to know who I am. So I'm going to introduce myself. My name, obviously, is Marcus Aurelius. I love what I do. I am really good at what I do. Over these last 30 years of training, I have worked out thousands of people. And I'm still in touch with a lot of them, and they still call me up and ask me for my advice and what I know on certain subjects. They do that because they have a relationship with me. Some of them still have other trainers, but they don't feel embarrassed or are concerned about what that trainer tells them compared to what I train about them. Because, you know, there's two perspectives on one exercise or on one routine, and they want to ask me my input, not because I'm right or wrong, but because of why. And the biggest thing about working out is why. So I want to be uh, there to encourage and motivate you. I, and the people that I was working out, I work out on a continual basis who watch the show. And I want to say hi to everybody that I know. How you doing? Yes, I'm here and I'm going to talk about you today. Is this. Is, is that they love me because they know me. They relate to me because I relate to them. I encourage people. I motivate them. And I, I try to become, help them be more than they see of themselves. You know, it's not very nice when you remember yourself as a 17-year-old, and here you are, 45 years old, and that 30-year waist, that 30-inch waist has been replaced by a 45-inch waist. You know, as we get older, we get what is called furniture disease. Our chest moves into our drawers. Ha, ha, 
ha, funny. <laughs> that was a joke. You may laugh. Okay. Again, I want to encourage you to call me, so please do. My telephone number is one 472 5792 And again, if you have any questions, call me or email me at Marcus underscore Aurelius at live.com. All right. Now, I'm good at what I do because I have confidence in who I am. Now, I'm going to share with you something. Uh, I am a Christian. I uh, was saved about 40, no, I was saved when I was 20, and I'm 51 now, so you do the math, 30 years ago, okay? And as a Christian, it's become a part of me. And so I tend to relate my Christian experiences to my working out experiences. It's a, I, I give what is called an analogy. My testimonies, my abilities, you know, what I've been able to do in Christ, I'm able to transform to what I've done as a personal trainer. Now, I, I myself have to go through the battles that you go through. This time last year, I was huge. I weighed about 300 pounds, but I was able to bench press a car. I could squat a tank. I mean, I was massive. I was very strong. Usually when I went to the gym, most people would look towards me because they thought, my God, that guy, if he can do that, he must know a lot about training. So who I was my persona, as it were, attracted people to ask me advice. And when they found that I was friendly, they'd bring their friends to ask me advice. You know, it was tremendous. But last year, I got involved, well, I had a car wreck about 15 years ago. And unfortunately, I had a bone spur that was grew in my neck. And it kind of afflicted my spinal cord. And I lost a lot of my strength. But I didn't give up. I wasn't... Um, uh, scared that the fact that I couldn't lift weights like that anymore. It was a, a new season I entered into. I didn't let my situation overcome my desire. I didn't allow the things that were against me to dictate to me what I should and couldn't do. No, far from it. I just had to change my perspective. Instead of lifting or benching 800 pounds, I decided that I was going to keep my weights really, really low and do lots of reps and work on that. Now, I've lost probably about uh, 60 pounds, but I had to change my diet too. My lifestyle affected my diet. I have now have experience of lifestyle change, diet change, all of which is experience for me to transfer to my clients. And, you know, they see me, and they've grown with me, and they've seen what I've become. And as a result, it's relatable to them. And that's my goal with you. I want to be relatable to you. I want you to ask me questions. The problem with a trainer is that if you don't talk to him about issues that you have, he can't read your mind. You need to learn to talk to your trainer. Please talk to me. Expand your concerns. I mean, we're all going to have excuses. We're all going to fall short of our goals. But it's how we fall short that determines if we proceed with those goals or just take a break. Now, the trouble with breaks is <laughs> they get comfortable, and then you decide to yourself, well, I don't want to do this anymore. That's not intelligent decision. It really isn't. You need to get back on the saddle again. And sometimes it's hard to do that because you're not encouraged anymore. I mean, let's face it, people. If you're working all day at work, working a little tushy off, and you're exhausted at the end of the day, and you have to go to the gym, you're not going to want to go to the gym because you're tired. Really? 
and you don't want to be sore the next day because, you know, I got to work tomorrow. Now, you don't have to be sore. You don't have to work that way. What you need to do is find someone that you can talk to. Look, my concerns are this. I can't afford to be too sore when I go to work, but I know I have to get fit. What, can I, what, what, what path can we take to reach this goal? Now, a lot of our, our abilities or our energy comes from the foods that we eat. Now, a lot of us make the huge mistake of too much sugar. Now, I'm going to tell you, artificial drinks are not the best thing for you. They may give you a quick rush, but they also give you a, 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 a big crash, too. Now, the biggest trouble with sugar, it, I'm going to give you a, an analogy here, okay? Sugar is like um, nitrous oxide in a car. You know, nitrous oxide in a car will make it go faster, perform better, and do everything that it can, can do. Much better than what it was designed to do. The biggest trouble with it is, is it heats the engine up so much that it causes damage to the engine. Because there's no cooling abilities available that are, have enough cooling abilities to keep the engine safe. It's going to overheat because it wasn't designed to take the nitrous injection. The same with sugar. Your body was not designed to take that much sugar. When you eat sugar, it makes your glands, your pancreas, your liver, everything, your heart, your thinking, it, it's a rush. It's like speed. And the trouble with that is, is that if you keep doing that on a continual basis, your crashes become more and more. It's not healthy. You know, the reason that most of America is turned into diabetics is because it's ability to get hold of sugar. You don't want to do that. You really don't. You, need, you, you get more energy out of eating complex carbs like salads than you do out of drinking sugar. But, of course, you look at a salad, you think, oh, God, that's boring. I don't want that. Don't do that. I hate salads, too. I'm just like you. Hey, really, I'd rather have a steak any day. But I've got to keep it in perspective. I have a goal, too. If I eat steak every day, when I was younger, that was fine. I could eat like three or four steaks a day, not put on an ounce because I worked it off. But now I'm in a later stage in my life. I can't do that. So I've had to face the greatest fear in my life, the dreaded salad. Oh, my God. So how do I overcome the dreaded salad? I'm going to tell you. I enjoy it. How do I enjoy it? I become inventive. I invent things to put in my salad every day. I make this big tub of salad. I chop it up. I put all types of things in it to make it fun. I put myself into it. I think to myself, I wonder what that's going to taste like. I make it interesting. I change the perspective of the salad. Now, I do put meat in it. It's a balanced diet. Balanced diets are where we're heading. But I need a lot of energy. Complex carbs give me that energy. Complex carbs, the salads, green leafy vegetables. You know what? Magnesium, uh, all the vitamins we come from, come from there. Now, there used to be a train of thought that perhaps, you know, uh, the vitamins or the proteins in salads weren't as substantial as the ones in steaks and meats and stuff like that. Well, that's not true. As you get older, the vegetables become a lot more, uh, the proteins become a lot more complete as you get older, and you're able to digest those proteins a lot easier. It's important that you do that because energy is a big part of working out. Now, I'm going to use my experiences as church to uh, expand on my experiences as a trainer. I know I've already said that, but I like to reiterate everything I say. Now, I've noticed with my pastor, or pastors, shall I say, they are incredible. They 
took the word of God, used it, believed it, and as a result have become successful with it. I used to go to what is called the uh, Chicken Wire Church. There was 80 people in this church, just 80 people. All right, We're all broke and disgusted. We had no money, <laughs> and yet they kept asking us, give us money. You need to learn to tithe. You know, that's not very inspirational when you see the pastor, you know, his door don't open, so he has to leave his window down to crawl into the car. <laughs> I mean, these are funny stories. But, you know, it was a start. It's where they began to draw the line in what they believed. Now, the same is with the trainer. You know, if you look at a trainer, he may be overweight. He may be, you know, not the young buck that you need. But I'm going to tell you something. Life experiences have affected that person in a different way than what you comprehend. Now, are you going to go with the guy who looks like he's got it together? Watch him. He'll go to the local grocery store, buy him some donuts, buy him some stuff that's not healthy for him, and eat it because he knows he can work it off. But the guy who probably doesn't look like he's the trainer, <laughs> he eats wisely. He uses his experience. He uses his knowledge to get him beyond where he's at. Now, sometimes life afflicts us that we're in a situation that's beyond our control. That's just life. But having the drive to overcome the perspective or overcome life, that's determination. Now, I love my pastors because they spend a lot of time preaching the word of God. They pour themselves into their message. Now, they may not get the whole message out, but they get a great part of, of it in there. Now, the thing is, is, is that that's what they do. And that's the same as what a trainer does. But. My responsibility as a member of that congregation is, what do I do with that word that he has given me? What do you do with the advice that the trainer has given you? After you've paid for the training session, do you go out and have you a latte? Do you go back and, you know, I'm hungry, i got to eat. You haven't prepared the day, the meal already, so you go home and there's chips available, there's... You know, coffee available, there's meat available, there's every bad thing that you need available but what you need because you didn't get prepared. Now, I'm going to tell you, the one thing about my church is it used to be the chicken wire church, but now it's huge. I think it has over 800 members. Now, that may not be big in your standards, but you've got to understand that I live in a rural town. It's massive, and we just put on another huge extension. And they didn't do that by their business skills or their abilities as business people. They got it that way because of what they believed and their experiences with the word of God working in their life and standing strong no matter what it seems like. You know, I get that all. Now, we're going to be taking a break here pretty soon. So uh, I just want you to think about what I've just said. It's really important that you do that. And I really, please, I would encourage you to call me. My telephone number is one 472 5792 Or as I say, if you haven't got time or you're listening to this show at a later broadcast, please call me or leave me an email at Marcus underscore Aurelius, A-U-R-E-L-I-U-S, at live.com. Okay, I would be most grateful for that, and I would love to hear you, and I'm really glad that you're listening to my show today. So you all have a great day. Get you something nice and healthy. And come back and listen to me. Okay? Okay, guys. Well, I'll see you after the break.
fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health and Wellness. Have you figured out what's not working in your sex life? Could you use a little help? Join your host, Tamaran, for Let's Figure It Out Intimately. Tamaran has had both highs and lows in her sex life. She uses her experiences to teach you some basic techniques on how to create more fun, intimacy, and pleasure. Her guests also come from the sexual health and wellness industry. And together, Tamaran and her guests will help you get the sex life you've always longed for. Let's figure it out intimately. Airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Cancer is not something to be taken lightly. But instead of being talked at by doctors, medical providers, and others, wouldn't it be nice to hear from a host who has worked at the cancer coalface for 38 years as a caregiver, supporter for 14,000 patients, and who has had the experience of having a life-threatening condition herself? You will hear the stories of survivors and other people who work in breakthrough cancer medicine. Navigating the Cancer Maze with host Grace Goller will help you with the facts, planning, and grief experienced with different forms and stages of cancer. Listen every Friday at 12 noon U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to I Don't Want to Be Fat with Marcus Aurelius. Call into the show today at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Marcus underscore Aurelius at live.com. Now back to I Don't Want to Be Fat. Well, hello again. I hope you had time to think about what I said about training, about personal trainings, about getting your life on track. And I hope you remember the examples that I gave. Well, I want to take this time to talk about a really fantastic example about something that didn't look like what it should have been able to do. All right. Now, this is a true story, and you can look this up if you like to at uh, Cl- uh, EliteFitness.com, uh, the Cliff Younger story. Now, this is really, really an amazing story, and it really touched my heart. Because being a man of faith, you know, sometimes what we think we are or what we look like and having to face something that's way beyond us, it takes believing in something that we're not. I know that's confusing, but I'll, I'll display that, what I mean, later on. I want to talk about a man, a 61-year-old man named Cliff Younger in Australia. Now, in 1983, they had this uh, marathon from Sydney to Melbourne. It's like 543.7 miles. Okay, it's a huge race over a period of four or five days. All right. And that's the longest race in the world. And usually, you know, it's considered that that, uh, uh, the only people that can run in a race like this is, you know, 30 and younger because they're the only people fit enough. And, you know, their bodies are at their prime. They're able to do these things. And, you know, it's a big hype in Sydney. Everyone's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They get people all over the world and people from all over the world go to this race. Now, these people that go to this race are all apart. They got the right shoes. They got the right shorts. They got the wonderful high-tech drinking apparatus, breathing apparatus, everything you could possibly need. They even come with their team, and their team's going to help them and encourage them to do what they need to do. They got everything they need. 
Well, this one day, <laughs> at this rate, this old guy, his name was Cliff Younger. He was 61 years old. Now, this is a true story. It's just unbelievable. It really touched my heart. This guy, all right, he shows up in work boots and his overalls, and he registers for the race. And everyone's like, are you kidding? Do you realize the endurance that you're going to have to go through to get this? This race is almost 550 miles long. He said, that's all right. I can do it. They said, sir, you don't understand. You're too old to do this race. You're not even dressed for this race. And he said, I need to be dressed for this race? They said, yeah, you need the shorts and you need the, you know, you need the shoes. You know, you need your team to be there for you to encourage you. He says, no, I'm not used to that. This is how I do my stuff. You mean you run like that? He said, yeah. So everyone laughed at him and thought, you know, what an idiot. Because he's an idiot. Who turns up to a high-profile race in overalls and boots? Are you kidding me? Well, what does this guy do? The gun goes off, and they all start, and they all go rushing off, except for Cliff Younger. He does this little shuffle. He just shuffles along, and everyone's laughing at him. <laughs> what an idiot. But you know what? He wasn't deterred because he knew who he was and what he did. So what did he do? Well, he was a sheep farmer. He had 2,000 acres. And the thing with his sheep farm is that sheep are the stupidest creatures in the world. I don't know if you know it. I don't think there is an animal dumber than a sheep. So when these sheep got out, they would roam, they would roam the 2,000 acres. And what he would do was that he would get in his overalls and his long johns and his pants and his shoe work boots. And he'd go off and he'd go catch those sheep put him over his shoulder and bring him back. He did this nearly every day of his life. But that's all he knew. Now, of course, the people in the race, they didn't understand what he did. They just thought he was some silly old guy entering into a race. Well, as the race progressed, people start looking at the, at the, the board, the leaderboard. And they suddenly find this Cliff Young has come from last to eighth place. They think, my God, who is this guy? What does he do? Well, I'll tell you what he did. He lived his lifestyle. So the TV crews and everybody go out there and they interview him. And they say, hey, what's your strategy? What are you doing? How are you able to keep this? He said, well, I'm just keeping on going. What do you mean keeping on going? Aren't you going to take a break? He said, no. What, you mean you're going to run for four or five days without taking a break? He said, yeah. They said to him, are you crazy? He says, no, I do this all the time. This is who I am. Yeah, but you don't understand. You're not wearing the, the cutesy gear. You don't have a team to help you. You, you. you can't do this. And he said, but I don't have that when I go chasing my sheep. I do this for a living. This is what I do. It was amazing. Well, anyway, Cliff eventually won the race. I mean, not just by a little bit either. I mean, he won it by... A, Six or seven hours. And, you know, the most amazing thing about it is that when he entered this race, he didn't know there was a prize. And they gave him $10,000 prize. And he said, well, I've never had $10,000. I don't know what to do with this. So he gave the money back to the people that were in the race because he thought that they did such a good job. Now, here we have a 61-year-old man whose lifestyle overcame a situation and a problem. He didn't. Listen to what they told him because it was a part of him. 
and he knew better. He, he was different. That's the same thing with training. It's the same thing with being a Christian. You're not influenced by the things on the outside. You're influenced by what's inside of you. You need to change who you are to become something that you're not. You can't do that through choices. You have to make it a part of your lifestyle. So I'm saying to you, do the same thing. Incorporate a new lifestyle. You know, a pastor in a church, he tries to help you develop your relationship with God by using his own experiences and the experiences in the Bible. I mean, we all know the story of David and Goliath. Now, I'm going to give you a huge revelation here that probably not a lot of people know. This will change your life. I mean, this was just amazing. A lot of Christians don't know this either. But this is something that God shared with me personally. It was a one-on-one. And this was pretty cute. Is that here we have this young, ruddy lad who's like 13 or 14 years old. And he's offended by the fact that this giant has come to tell Israel either they send a champion or they're going to take, you know, or, or it's winner take all. Now, the trouble is, is that if they couldn't find a champion, this king had to defend his own nation. He would have to go out there and face the giant. And this little ruddy-nosed, snot-nosed kid who looked like he didn't know anything, wasn't old enough to do anything. In fact, his brothers had animosity towards him because of what he looked like and his attitude because he was 13 years old. He said, I'll do it. What are you talking about? You're only 13 years old. This great big guy's been fighting and he's an old man and he's been fighting all his life. He said, yeah, but I'll do it. He said, I've killed the bear. I've killed the lion. Oh, you've practiced. Yeah, you know, my trainer. He showed me how to shoot. He showed me how to do things right. You know, it's like my show last week. I kept tripping over my own mouth because I had so much information to share with you all that I got lost in the information and not the direction that I was going in. So I, I realized my mistake and changed everything. I used that experience to make my show better this week. Do you see where I'm going with this? You know, when you go to a gym, you're going to be intimidated because you see all these healthy people doing all these incredible things. You think, my God, I'll never be able to do that. But you see, the thing is is that you're looking at the big picture. Before you climb Mount Everest, you've got to first at least be able to climb 100 stairs. You don't start with the end of the dream. You start at the beginning. It's precept upon precept, concept upon concept. That concept and that precept is determined by your trust and faith that you put in your trainer. You know, that's the biggest trouble with these books that we read and write all the time is that the books, okay, they have a trainer's personal knowledge and he puts his life into that book. But you can't relate to him because it's just an author of the book. And those that know him know the book is good because they've seen him, his form, his style and his abilities. So if you want to write a book about training, it shouldn't be about training. It should be about knowledge. You understand where I'm going with this? Now, this is the concept I wanted to share with you about David. If David was so sure that he was going to kill Goliath, why did he pick up five stones? Why? I mean, it's not even a scriptural reference. What the devil is with five stones? Well, just in case he missed, he got four more. No, not at all. If you read the Bible correctly, you'll notice that Goliath had four brothers. David was ready. Now, back in those days, it was an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I'm going to tell you something, too. That was a season in David's life. That was his season. He wouldn't always be a giant killer. 
he would have a tie season for being a giant killer, being a king, being a father. The same with your training. If you're reaching problems and you're having issues where you can't move on, you've reached an end of a season inside of yourself. You need to change the way you train. You need to change your perspective. That's why a trainer is so important. Think of Cliff Younger. You really need to watch that story. It really is amazing. I mean, the man influenced a whole nation. He was Australia's hero. I mean, there were some other great things that he went on to do because of what he knew inside himself. You know, training is about what you know of yourself, becoming aware of who you are and what you do. You want to learn how to develop your abilities. You need to have a relationship with your trainer so he knows how to push you. You also need to, in that pushing, have be encouraged and be educated. You know, the biggest problem with uh, training is that most of us, because we're guilty by the way we look, we tend to beat ourselves up in the gym. But because you think you're working so hard in the gym, you do nothing about your diet because you don't really know enough about it. And you think, well, I can just work that off. It doesn't work that way. As you get older, <laughs> that ship's done, gone, left. That season is over. You're in another season in your life. You need to change what you're doing. If you're putting on weight and you're working out, it's because of your diet. I'm guaranteeing it. Or there's something inside you that's not right. But what do you do? Do you give up? No. You endeavor to persevere. You persevere. Why has this changed? With the victory you had from your first start, you go to the victory with your next start. I mean, I get it all the time with people that I work out. They're like, oh, gosh, am I getting weaker? I say, no, I've made it harder. And the reason I've made it harder is because you are more able. But, man, it's hard. Well, <laughs> this is your goal. This is what you're trying to do. Well, that's what you've got to do. Now, again, if you have any questions or comments, please call me, 1-866-472-5792. My name is Marcus Aurelius. I am the host of this show. And my email is Marcus underscore Aurelius at live.com. Please call me. You are more than welcome to do so. Now, I want to – I went to a health meeting this, meeting this weekend, and it really stunned me, the information that they gave me. I, I really couldn't believe this, and I want to share it with you because I know most of you out there are kind of dealing with your inabilities to train because you're so busy. But did you know that this is a true statistic of – America, that one in 40 people belong to a gym. One in 40. That's sad. Now, of that one out of 40, only 30% of that one don't even go to the gym. They're just stuck in a contract. Or their insurance pays for them so they don't care. Or their job pays for them. If it costs you nothing, people, listen to me, this is important. If it costs you nothing, it has no value. Again, I'm going to relate that to the Christian world. Salvation. Jesus came to die for us to set us free. Okay. Now, the idea of this is the fact that he did that and it's a free gift. It's ours. We can take it or leave it. It's a choice. It's not something you have to do. It's something you choose to do. Now, I want, to listen to, I want you to listen to this because it's very important. If you treat your salvation the way you got it, then it has no value to you. So you don't operate within the principalities of that however if you're a christian and you truly believe in god and you adopt the lifestyle that's needed to become where you want to go you're going to come against some adversity 
you're going to come against issues and problems that are bigger than yourself. So, it takes courage to overcome those problems and those issues. It takes courage to adopt this new lifestyle. Because I've been, as I say, when I was a Christian, you know, I used to be a real nasty person. My job was a bouncer. I used to beat people up for a living. The problem was, was that that lifestyle affected who I was. Now, remember, people always knew me as training because I was huge. Well, the reason I became huge was because my livelihood used to be beating people up for a living. People feared me because I was mean. So when I adopted this lifestyle as a Christian, I got my butt whooped. I mean, I really did. I had to change my perspective of what I believed. If someone upset me, I mean, I'm going to tell you a funny story right now. There was a guy. I'm driving along, and he's beeping at me about a stop sign. I'm like, yeah, go, get out of here before I hurt you. And, you know, I'm a Christian. I'm saved. I love God. I'm even listening to a Christian, Christian tape. All right? So the guy overtakes me at the stop sign. I'm like, oh, I don't think so. So here I go. I overtake the guy and put right out in front of him, and I get to his car. Man, you've got to understand, I'm huge now. And I tell that guy, I said, you better apologize and thank God I'm a Christian because I'd whoop your butt. You know what the guy, he said, I'm not going to apologize. I said, I beg your pardon? You're not going to apologize? Do you know who I am? He said, I don't care who you are. I ain't apologizing. So what I did is I bent down and I picked his car up. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't lift it straight up. It was full of three people. But I bounced it and I got it up to my chest. And I'm about to tip the car over. And the lady inside the car said, my God, apologize. For God's sake, apologize. So he apologized, and I dropped the car down on the ground. The guys all shook up. And I'm so incensed and enraged. I'm saying, you're lucky that it was me who did this to you, because if you were in Austin, the city that's nearest to us, I'd have shot you. Or somebody else would have shot you being such a, you know, a word I cannot mention on the radio. And remember, I'm a Christian here. <laughs> I'm... <laughs> Full of love and mercy. Can you see that operating? <laughs> Can you see me practicing that? No, not even close. Of course, all the time that was going on, I'm thinking to myself, if my pastor comes by now and sees me. <laughs> oh, my God. No, 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 no. All right. I'm hoping these stories uh, are testimonies that I'm trying to share with you and encourage you with. Okay. You know, I make mistakes, but I get up from them. You know, I, I, I set my path. I fall short, but I never give up. I never surrender. All right. Look, I'm trying to be real with you, and I hope you'll be real with me. My telephone number on the show is one eight six six four seven two five seven nine two. My email address is Marcus underscore a u r e l i u s at live dot com. Please call me if you have questions that you need to be answered. Email me. I'd love to hear from you. Okay. Well, I'm going to take a quick break now. You have a wonderful day, and we'll see you in a few. Bye. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health & Wellness. 
There are all kinds of issues which can affect our relationships, our families, our workplaces, and communities. Tune into Breakthrough with Michael Pippich for a clearer understanding to what these issues of modern life are and what kind of solutions are being presented and discussed. Michael and his guests will talk about teen suicide, PTSD, alcohol and drug abuse, bipolar disorders, and more. It's deeper understanding of our life and healing. Breakthrough with Michael Pippich is heard every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern, on Voice America Health & Wellness. Why do people behave the way they do? The study of human behavior is one of the most interesting facets of life. Human behavior gets played out in a limitless number of ways. Now, there's a radio program that explains the why and the how of what we do. Human Behavior, What a Trip, is hosted by Dr. Jonathan Brower and will include interesting guests as well as call interaction from people like you. Let's have fun with this together. Listen every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to I Don't Want to Be Fat with Marcus Aurelius. Call into the show today at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Marcus underscore Aurelius at live.com. Now back to I Don't Want to Be Fat. Hey, guys. I'm hoping that obviously I've inspired you with some of my testimonies and stories. You know, the Bible is full of stories. They're testimonies to encourage you in your faith. I'm sharing with you my own personal testimonies of how to encourage you in your ability to work out. Now, the thing about working out, obviously, is the gym where you're at. Now, gyms have really evolved into businesses. It's not so much personal. You know, gyms have become a lot more money-orientated and success-driven. You know, you'll probably go to a gym that's all lit up, nice and fancy, got all this stuff and things like that. You know, and that's all well and good. But if you get yourself involved in a contract that you know you're not able to fulfill, perhaps you might need to uh, take a, a, a second look at that. All right. I'm just trying to be nice and advise you. This has been my experience. You know, I've worked for big name gyms before. And as I say, once they get you in that contract, they're ruthless in how they take that money from your account. I mean, there is no holes barred. If, you, if the money's not there, then they'll get it from you one way or another. All right? Now, the other thing, too, is about accountability. You know, I understand that myself, personally, I have a small independent gym. Okay, It's not very big. It's only about 3,000 square foot. But I, in my little town, have to compete, about, uh, sorry, I have to compete with a, a huge gym that has all the latest equipment and all the latest, latest fanciest stuff, okay? And that's, that, that's great, all right? That's business, okay? But, you know, I have such a personal relationship with the people that work with, with me that I was still able to win the best gym in this small town, Elgin, okay? I was able to win the best gym because of my abilities as a trainer. I get people that come to me all the time because of my reputation. I don't really advertise that much because I don't need to. My reputation is what founds the existence of my business. Okay, and I'm, very, I'm, I'm not the most successful guy at it because, as I say, I don't have all the amenities that most of the modern gyms do. But really, do you need those many amenities to reach your results? 
you need someone who can relate to you. I mean, the biggest problem with these gyms, as I say, is that they're not always that friendly. They're just there for the money because they're a business. You're not a customer to them. You're a paycheck. The problem with that is the fact that when you go to the gym, you know, they're not going to talk to you or encourage you or help you. When you come to my place, I'm always going to encourage you and help you. You may not like my advice, but that's your choice. A lot of people don't like to be interfered with. So that fancy gym is perfect for them because people will leave them alone and they can do their own thing. Now, one of the worst people I have found to um, work out, and I'm sorry if this includes you, but this is a true fact, are Christians, lawyers, doctors, and real estate brokers. (laughs) Sorry if you're one of those. Don't mean to offend you, but you're either too busy, you know too much, and you don't have the time. You know, I work out a few of these, and uh, uh, Christians, they don't need to work out because they've got God's grace. Lawyers, they're so busy that they don't have the time, and, you know, they can always put it off to another time. Doctors, the same thing. They know so much about the human body that you don't know what you're talking about, so they're not going to listen to you because they've been trained in that area. Real estate brokers, well, they don't work on a time schedule. They work on people coming in. And, you know, they don't set the house appointment to sign the house or view houses. People just come in. Can I see? Can I see? So obviously their time is very valuable to them, but they don't get the time that they need to work out. Now, um, these these are barriers that are excuses. I I, I really want to share this because this is really, really important. The problem I have found with working out is the excuses. You're always going to have an excuse. There's, it, 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 it just seems that no matter what we do, we, we always have excuses for why we can't come to the gym. And the reason we have excuses is because it's not a part of our lifestyle. We need to have a lifestyle that embraces our way of life. You know, it's not easy working out, but it gets easier. The problem is not the problem. The problem is your attitude towards the problem. Okay, I'm going to repeat that. The problem is not the working out. The problem is your attitude towards working out. Okay, and how you address that problem determines the way you're able to work out. Don't be afraid to get educated. The greatest fear you have to overcome is fear itself. All the excuses associated with it are distractions to get you off of what your goal is. Now, the job of a trainer is to educate, push, and encourage you. So if you don't want to be subject to your situation, then get educated. Don't think you're the only person that has such a tight schedule that you can't work out. There are hundreds of them. But most trainers are willing to work with your schedule to help you to get to where you need to be. Don't you think I get so encouraged when I see people who come to me who are hugely overweight and they lose like 140 to 200 pounds in some cases? You know, that is my fuel. Is that, that's my nectar. I love that when I can do that to people because they learn to communicate with me. You know, just following a routine is not good enough because that routine may not be for you. You've got to remember that you are an individual. God made you, and he knows you for every hair on your head, individually. That means that he knows you better than yourself. So your body is not the same as the person sitting next to you or standing next to you. Your needs and his needs are totally different. 
And trying to fit it all into this one-fits-all schedule isn't going to work. Okay? It, it, it's just not good. But if you don't have the time or the education that you need, I want to recommend two books to you. One of them is called The Complete Book of Core Training, The Definitive Resource for Shaping and Strengthening the Core. I, I, I was really shocked at this book because it addressed a lot of issues and showed you how to work out more than any other book that I've ever seen. Uh, I think the author of the, um, the book is Kurt, Brett, and Mike uh, Brungart. I think they're out of San Antonio too. Now, for health and nutrition, I, I mentioned this last week. There is a, a, an idiot's guide to health and nutrition by a, a, a wonderful woman by the name of uh, Linda Page. Uh, she has a book called Healthy Healing. Uh, it, it, I use it as a quick reference all the time. I mean, it explains so well to you so many things that can help you with where you are and where you are to encourage you, to help you. You know, it's like the Bible. You know, I read the Bible because those testimonies encourage me. These books here that I've just mentioned are, have been my uh, core of what I teach people for such a long period of time because they're right. They're always right. They're incredible, and, and they, they meet you where you're at. Okay? That's why I would like you, if you wouldn't mind, to take my advice and buy these books. Now, I'm not sponsored by these people in any way. But I'm using my experience and my knowledge to tell you that what I have found from these two books covers such a wide multitude of uh, people's abilities or, uh, you know, a wide multitude of answers to the problems that you have. Okay? It's important. Now, again, with training, if you want to be something that you're not, to get there is a journey. In these journeys, you're going you're gonna to have pitfalls. You're going to fall short. Okay? The trick is to get up and get back on the saddle again. You know, that's what a trainer is for. It's for him to – so you need someone that you can talk to and relate to, okay? And that's why I'm here. I, I find so many people who've had, had trainers before and just haven't been able to make it. And the reason they haven't been able to make it is because no one's been able to identify with them. You know, if they're working out as hard as they are and they're not losing weight, it's discouraging. Well. You know, when you're at school and you didn't know the answer, you put your hand up. I'm the teacher here. I would like to be your teacher. I'm really trying to invite you to allow me to become a part of your life. You're not a burden. I really love what I do. And in my own life, I've reached a part where I'm having to expand myself. My knowledge and accountability is really invaluable. And not because I'm that greatly educated, but because of my experiences in life, what I have been able to do, the people that I've been able to train around, the, these marvelous men and women who have imparted themselves in my life. This is things, these are things that can't be taught. These are experiences that go well beyond uh, knowledge. Okay? It's an understanding of how uh, to overcome an exercise that you can't do and work muscles that you don't seem to be able to work. I can show you that. Now, this last weekend, I went to a seminar and I was really shocked. I had a, a young man who uh, gave a lecture on uh, health, fitness, and uh, kinesiology. And, you know, I'm sorry, but I get bored when people talk to me out of knowledge. I, I, I want someone who's been there. You know what I'm saying? 
you know, when America was discovered, all right, and people went west, they didn't go up to the, the trail rider and say, well, do you have a degree in horseology and wagonology and do you know your geography? No, they wanted to know the guy who had been done this journey before, knew where all the Indians were and where everything was. Well, I'm that guy. I'm the guy that's got the experience, okay? As I say, I've, I've worked out thousands of people in my life, and I want to be there for you. I want you to contact me because I can really help you with that, okay? So please call me, all right? Please email me. You got my email, Marcus underscore Aurelius at live.com. Now, next week, I've got a very good friend of mine, Dr. Matt Parsons. He's actually a chiropractor. I'm hoping, if you're listening, Matt, hey, <laughs> I'm hoping to have him on the show next week. And we're going to talk about other areas of health and fitness. You know, uh, I, I really enjoy chiropractors because I've found that uh, they, they're not into medicines and drugs. They're into healthy healing and healthy living. And I think that's what we need to do. The problem with drugs and our medical system is, is that it's, it's expensive. It really is expensive. I mean, I have a lady, I, I'm not going to mention her whole name, called La Barbara. She is just such a wonderful lady. I, I, I love this lady with all my heart. I mentioned her last week on the show, if you remember. But, you know, when she started working out with me and she started becoming healthy and fit, you know, she used to spend five to $6,000 a year on medical expenses. That didn't include going to see the doctor. That was just her drugs. Now she doesn't spend any money on her drugs because she's healthy. That's $5,000 she saved. So what's the real cost of a trainer? You know... I'm pretty cheap because <laughs> for you guys, I'm free. You can just call me up and, you know, so it's not going to cost you anything, all right? <laughs> but I'm hoping that my knowledge and expertise will be an influence in your life to help you become where you want to be. I want to share with you my experiences and experiences are very, very important. I'm a man that loves doing what he does. I, I, I look for information not because it's my job but because I love doing it. I love talking to people not because it's my job, but because it's who I am. I love discussing my faith because it's a part of me. Now, I'm not a religious person, so if you don't believe in Jesus, that's great. That's fine. I'm not going to push him on you. I'm just going to share with you my experiences. So don't be afraid of that, okay? That's not what I'm going to do. I just want to share with you what it's like to live life on the other side, when you can get up in the morning and look at yourself and not be embarrassed by what you see. I want you to be encouraged and enthused with who you are because when you're encouraged and enthused with who you are, it's amazing your level of potential. It increases. You could become more than you ever believed you could be. Could be. I want that for you because I know what it's done for me in my life. As I said to you, I used to be a horrible person, not because I wanted to be, but life choices and life influences affected me in such a way that I was unable to attain my goals or my dreams because of who I was. I mean, I tried to go to church and they kicked me out. They got me arrested three times. Can you believe that? Because of who I was. I want you to know that I want to be your trainer. I want you to know that you are welcome anytime to come to my gym, Elgin Fitness. Please look me up on the uh, Facebook. Uh, I have a, a, a Facebook about myself, which is Marcus Aurelius. Uh, 62, and I also have a Facebook page about my gym, uh, Elgin Fitness. Now, you have to understand I'm not the greatest of computer people, and I'm still trying to work out how to transpose things from my Marcus Aurelius page to my Elgin page. 
But I brought that up because I am learning. I am overcoming. I am becoming computer, computer literate. All right? So I want it to be the same for you. I want you to attain your goals. I want to show you how you can change who you are to become what you need to be. I want to encourage you in everything that you do. Okay? You are a wonderful audience, and I really appreciate you listening to me today. And you notice this week I got a lot better than I was last week. I didn't hit the wrong buttons. I didn't do anything because I overcame a situation. That show that seemed to be a real mess up last week has now turned out to help me profess what I truly wanted to get out of my heart to reach you this week. I overcame. I want you to do the self-same thing. I really want you to look at your life. What can I change? Who can I go to? Ah, I know. There's that guy on the radio. We can talk to Marcus. He knows those answers. I'll write him an email. So please, write me an email. And before I talk about your situation on the air, I will ask your permission. Okay? And I please use me. I am a tremendous resource for you. The more resources you have in your life to help you achieve your goals, again, it's a benefit. Okay? I want to be that benefit for you. Okay? Please. I love you. I'm looking forward to our next week's show. I really want you to listen in because Matt Parsons is such a wonderful fella. Him and I have been friends for four years. Uh, he's helped me out of a number of situations. He too used to be a powerlifter, but his life changed because of his circumstances and situations. Okay? So, I want you to do the self, you know, and so we can have relatable stories. That's why we became friends. The good thing about going to a gym, too, is that you meet people who are suffering from the same thing that you're suffering from. You know, you can get some camaraderie together. You know, at my gym, I, I call people slackers, and they love it. They give me a hard time back. If I make one, one mistake, man, they're on me. But it's fun. Again, thanks for listening to Marcus Aurelius. I don't want to be fat. I'm here for you, people. Please listen to me. Okay, now please contact me, Marcus underscore Aurelius at live.com. Contact me, and I look forward to hearing from you. You have a great week, and I look forward again, as I said, to see you next week. Bye. Thanks for tuning in today. Be sure to join Marcus Aurelius for another edition of I Don't Want to Be Fat next Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel and live better. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.